Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. What a minute, what a moment, what a time to be alive. Lindsey Brown, Adrian Hernandez on the Playmakers. And it is a special day indeed because we have a... A very special guest on the line. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Car buying delivered on your terms and on your turf. Making his triumphant return to the new playmakers. One Mr. Michael McKenna. Michael, how are you? And what's the most sore part of your body today? <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. Hi. You know what's sore right now? It's my it's my soul. And you can't even quantify that. Oh. I made this recipe out of Bon Appetit magazine, and I thought this is going to be delicious. It was a Senegalese. Sen- uh, it was a rice dish from Senegal, and it's horrendous. And I feel like a whole failure, man, because usually when I make stuff, like I don't screw up. I don't think I screwed this up. I think the recipe was just bad. So, so if you had to make a, a, a comparison of what save you just messed up, like what's what's the equivalent, like. It, if you mess it up, if you expect to succeed this failure, what's uh, what's the comparison in, in your goaltending mind? I mean, I think I just made a pass up the middle. It got picked off and put in my net. Oh, no. Oh, my God. We my. know better than this. My. Oh, man. Do you have a magazine subscription? I'm so mad about it, man. I already left a bad review online and everything. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Hell, yeah, you did. You aren't here to mess around, Mike, and we, we're very pleased to have you back on the Playmakers. We have so much to discuss because <laughs> hockey is just uh, a, a, a chaos per usual. And let's start with probably the hottest topic in the league right now, Aaron Dell getting suspended for three games last night for taking out Drake Batherson, uh, taking away his first opportunity at the All-Star game. Give me your thoughts because I know we share them. Oh, it's just, it's a dumb play. Like, I don't have any other way to say this, and it's frustrating because now you got somebody hurt. And, you know, Dell steps into Bathurst, and Bathurst is cutting around the net. He's just chasing down a D. He doesn't have the puck. He's not within five feet of the puck. And Dell explains it afterwards as saying, I was just trying to buy my defenseman some time. Well, you can do that by standing there like an orange cone, like a pylon. But the problem is that Dell moves into Batherson. He initiates contact, and he knocks him far enough off balance that Batherson goes into the boards, ruins his ankle. Now he's going to miss the All-Star game in Vegas next weekend, which, by the way, I'm so excited to come out to Vegas. And- <gasps> oh, and- but, like, it's just like, why, man? Like, Dell's frustrated for sure. His team's down 3 nothing. It's been a bad year. 
it's just a terrible look. And, and for somebody to get hurt, it's no good. And, yeah. and I know people all the time are saying, like, oh, goalies should be fear games. They come out of the net and just hit them. No, man. Like, you start blasting goalies out of the side of the crease, like, it's going to start happening in the crease. And GMs are going to go, oh, I just lost my goaltender. So it's oddly written, Lindsay, in the book, that, like, you can actually hit as a goaltender. You can body check as a goaltender, but you can't mm-hmm. receive one. Right, but so, it's kind of those unwritten rules that you just you, just because you can doesn't mean you should because then it starts this exact firestorm debate where all of a sudden, well, if a yeah. goalie's outside of the blue paint, well, I'm looking for him and I'm going to try to clip him. And we don't want to have the replays of the collision between Milan Lucic and Ryan Miller back in the day uh, in Buffalo. Like that's not what yeah. you want. And Aaron Dell has always been on that edge of a goaltender of of doing things that may or may not be kosher to everyone else and. That's where the line always has to be kind of drawn with Jordan Bennington as well, just to make a segue into another big-time story uh, in the NHL because he utilizes the, a, a similar type of mindset where it's kind of me against the world. I'm going to be a pest. I'm going to be uh, in people's faces. But sometimes that can take away from your actual ability to play the game and stop the puck, and all of a sudden we have a goalie controversy in St. Louis. And uh, I, I know that Craig Berube is going to go with the hottest hand, and that's how goalie canon is written. But it can't just be them. It can't just be Bennington. What's going on in front of them, like when they got blown out in Cal? the other night oh you man that oh, game was, was game. ugly i've never seen more players standing around staring at the puck than i did the st louis blues especially the last half of that game it's like they completely quit like at one point at six to one bennington makes a save on a breakaway mm-hmm. and he goes to play the puck out and tory krug nearly puts it in his own net that's how that night was going for the st louis blues 7-1 after the second period, and Billy Husso has to come off the bench after playing very well the night before on the road. Uh, you know, St. Louis, the thing about St. Louis is that really was just a blip on the radar. They've been really good this year. They've been able to score. Their power play is lethal. But Billy Husso has been lights out. Now, it's been, a, it's been less work than Bennington. Bennington has faced the hardest workload in the NHL, according to ClearSight Analytics, which takes into account the difficulty of shots. Absolutely. From all those things. Huso's seventh on that list. But Huso's numbers, he's like a 940-something. Bennington's just above a nine on his save percentage. And the team's just playing better in front of Huso. And Huso's backing it up. And what you said is exactly right. Craig Berube, the head coach of the St. Louis Blues, is going to play whoever he, thinks, whoever he thinks gives him the best opportunity to win a game. Huso played three straight. I think this is going to be a battle to the end, realistically. I think Bennington's going to get it going again. I think the team And will he'll be better, better for it, Mike, too. I yeah. mean, this is kind of, I think, what he needs because he went through a lull last year, especially after signing that contract or that, that extension. I mean, this is a team that was vibing before the, uh, the COVID break around the holidays and has just completely came out, uh, out of the gate as a, as a different team in general. It's almost like they want to bottle that up and send it over to Philadelphia. Oh, well, there's a team that really needs some help in Philadelphia. That, uh, oof, they're struggling there. Imagine, could you honestly, Lindsay, you ever, you ever lost 13 straight games? No, certainly career? not. I would have been pulled by then. But how, how do you, they give the vote of confidence to Chuck Fletcher, which we all know basically gives him two weeks for the kiss of death. But he says that he's will, willing to move Claude Giroux if he wants to move. Do you anticipate uh, that request being made by Giroux, who has been a captain of that team, has only played for the Philadelphia Flyers, and are they as malleable as Chuck says they are? Because I don't think they're in a good situation, unlike what he said. Yeah, it's not great. You know, like they, I, I admire what Chuck Fletcher did over the last two years, bringing in Hayes, 
making a big trade for Ristolainen and trying to pick and and then picking up Ryan Ellis, Ristolainen and Ellis, two defensemen who were both coveted. You know, Ristolainen coming out of Buffalo and then Ellis coming out of Nashville. Well, I always look at deals for players on bad teams with a side eye because you look at Ristolainen. Never won anything in Buffalo. That team's been terrible. And he comes into Philly, and it just has not been good. They have not had any puck movement from the back end whatsoever in Philly. Provorov is leading them in scoring from the defensive core. He's nowhere near where he's been previously. And it drops off precipitously from there. Nobody can score on that team because of it. Carter Hart's actually been pretty good this year. They're going to have major work to do. They have some players in Lehigh Valley that are okay prospects. Some of their prospects, I think, have stagnated at the NHL level. Everything's on the table, according to their general manager, Chuck Fletcher, including moving Claude Giroux. And when any, whenever you hear a GM say anything's on the table, they mean it, because that means they're open for business. I think probably the only person there they wouldn't move would be Carter Hart at this point. Um, but, man, everything else will be there. They've, they're going to have to speed up their blue line. And they just straight up need to get some people that can score that are young and hungry, and they need a new coaching staff badly. They've had a three-headed monster, a head coach, just for too long. Now it's down to Mike Yo. they got to figure out who's going to lead that team. Mike, how's it going? I'm a new co-host here. My name's Adrian Hernandez, and, and as we move here in the future and, and getting to introduce myself, I'm going to be honest with you, I really don't want to be the third wheel here, and I want us to be, like, taking an adventure. Oh. And... It, Pardon the cliche because we are talking hockey. Uh, I want to break the ice with you and see if we can connect on things that outside of the puck and outside of the ice. So you're from St. Louis, correct? Born and raised? I am. Yeah, you can, yeah I like where this is going. Yeah. How impactful in your life was Nelly to you growing <laughs> up? <laughs> a, cl- a close second to the Gateway Arch. <laughs> <laughs> You know those Air Force ones, Mike, right up your alley. I'll be honest with you. You know, I Nelly is, uh, I'm not going to act like we're buddies or anything, man, but it's funny how Did you always ask, like, you're from St. Louis. Did you, you listen? love Nelly. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's not really my type of music anyway, but he is a huge representative of our city. But I can tell you this, I never wore eye black under one eye. I never did that. But at a homecoming, was it ringing off with the, with the class? <laughs> at the prom? Oh, we were playing, oh, country grammar. You'd be pulling up the stoplights in high school and just be bumping country grammar. You know, when people used to run subs in the back of their car, we'd hear that all the time, man. For the jerseys <laughs> that you owned, what size were they? <laughs> What jerseys? Yeah, yeah, because you know the oversized jerseys with the St. Lunatics. He just wore his goalie jerseys. What do you mean? It comes with the business. True. Now, let's get down to serious business and let's talk about the NHL. Uh, My other question so you're coming here um, for the All Star game, and me and Lindsay talked about this earlier this week. So, the the fan experience that they're doing um, for the fans before the All Star game to meet some of the players and, you know, all the cool things that they're going to do, they're calling it the NHL fanfare. This seems like something simple that we can fix. Why are we calling it the fanfare? Does that not sound a little lame? Can we do fest, experience, something else? Yeah, man, fan fest, fan festival. 
the fan experience fanfare. That sounds like we should be getting like fried Oreos and riding spinning barfs at the, you know, like that's a, what I'm saying. Not the worst Saturday night I've had, Mike. I'm not going to lie. Those fried Oreos, they go far. Not in Vegas though. <laughs> come on. Come on. Adrian, that's some deep dive hockey questions. We appreciate you, but let's, let's get back to our NHL stuff. Here. <laughs> Mike's searching through his dictionary brain. Like why I'm like fest festival. I don't know. We've all been in those same hockey tournaments since we've been 10. And uh, Elias Pedersen is one of those baby-faced individuals who looks like he was just playing in some youth tournament last weekend. But his reemergence has been a little bit more delayed than the Canucks uh, itself under Bruce Boudreaux has taken over for Travis Green. What's your concern level about Pedersen, and what's your diagnosis to uh, really jumpstart him? And is it an internal solution or an external one? Boy, it's hard to say. You know, like when, when, when Boudreaux first came in, there'd been a little bit of upward movement for Elias Patterson. And, you know, you kind of look to the power play and you're thinking maybe that's where he can just get his mojo back. And that's going to be it. Well, it hasn't really been there. Uh, He had actually a really good game last night against Edmonton. I really liked his game. Scored down the wing, shoots it right through Cody Ceci's feet, beats Miko Koskinen far side high. But it just hasn't had the consistency. And when I was looking at, where his goals have come from this season, it's a lot of it's been more outside. And everybody thinks of Pedersen as being a guy with a huge shot, with a one-timer, mm-hmm. ripping it down the wing. And you know what? He actually scores a lot of his goals right in front of the net. Quick hands and tight, picking up rebounds, plays around the net, and that hasn't happened as much this year. And, I mean, I think everybody across the league was expecting Pedersen to be in the race for Hurt trophies at some point. It's like MVP he's getting bullied more. more than he was a couple years ago when everybody was complaining about the rules being changed for him. It, it hasn't seemed like he's adjusted to the new NHL cross-checking and stuff because I, I think that's exactly what they were trying to foster, an environment so he can better succeed or players like him. Yeah, well, and he's going to have to fight to get to the front of the net. Yeah. And I don't mean go there and tip pucks and play hard. Hard and to do I, that when you're not confident. Yeah, that's right. Like, he needs a puck on his stick. And, he's, and now Vancouver has had... They've had COVID problems. They have players in and out of the lineup. But, man, that's everybody in the mm-hmm. league. I don't like that excuse. I just think that if I'm Bruce Boudreau, I, even if other teams are going to sit on it nonstop, I'm funneling the puck to Pedersen on the one-timer on the power play and just letting him hammer away. And if he gets that shot blocked every single time, he can just keep pounding it through defensemen until it finally goes through because at least they'll start sitting on it, and maybe it opens up lanes for yeah. Passer and for Horvat. And maybe Besser's a better finisher anyways, Mike. Yeah. Maybe he gets some confidence by just filtering passes and putting up points. Because right now, man, that dude's got 22 points in 42 games. That's a lot different than 66 and 71. And when I was teammates with him for two games, I saw him put up a hat trick and two goals in two games. Yeah. (laughs) Quite an impression you left and he left on you. (laughs) Definitely. Well, you know, I mean, Jacob Markstrom and I are still besties from that. We we talk all the time. Yeah. Two games, I backed him up, and we just we got so tight, you know. So we've we've managed to stay in touch. It's it's a beautiful relationship. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, case study, the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think they're out of it because the the Pacific Division has descended into chaos. But I, I think the Central will actually take up both of the wild card spots. So how do you think that scarcity complex will affect the dynamic for teams like the Kings, the Ducks, the Flames, as we're just talking? Because a lot of them are in the market for similar pieces, like specific defensemen. Uh, how many, or what do you think happens down the stretch here, now, knowing that there's a lot more top heaviness in the Central versus the the gong show that is the Pacific? <laughs> 
I'm just the, – the Pacific's going to be wild, man. Yeah. Like, like, legitimately, I don't know who's going to make playoffs out of it. L.A., San Jose, Anaheim even. Like, are they in tr- – like, they've been okay You're for second while. place right, right now. It's insane. Right back in second. That's what I mean. Like, this is tight. Like, and, and I know everybody thinks that Vegas is an absolute shoe. And when you look at the lineup, you look at how they play. I think they are. They should be. But they're only four points ahead of – Anaheim, you know, like we're only, and we're halfway through the year here. The yeah, there's much athletic happen. support in that sports take than uh, Crocs being used for warmups. Like that, there's as much support in that because you're right. There, even the Knights don't feel like a, a sure thing. I mean, they I, they're as close as they are because who else yeah. is going to knock them off that? But like the Kraken, you know, obviously, Calgary is there. Edmonton, is Edmonton get in? Like I don't believe in San Jose. I don't think they're going to end up there. No, but they're a couple years Edmonton, away. But Edmonton's better. I mean, L.A. I thought was going to be a bubble team for the playoffs this year, and then they're kind of right there. So I, I think the, the Pacific will play out in a really crazy way. And I think, the, I, but I do think the Central's pretty set. Like you get yeah. that feeling too that I, I think Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis, those are the three that should end up at the top. I mean, Minnesota might yeah. work their way back in. Um, but I, I love Nashville. Minnesota, like, I, I feel I, like is the mo- is the most consistent though out of all those teams. Right. I, I would yeah. have never picked Nashville as a team that I'd love, no. and I do this year. Like they, Tanner Janot, yes, and Michael yes. McCarron, their third, fourth line grinded heavy dudes that have worked their way up the lineup. They've guilted the Ryan Johansons and Matthew Shanes into playing harder this year. I it's love awesome. it. I love it. I'm I'm a hundred percent on the Janot for Rookie of the Year train, a thousand percent, and 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 he's just he's changed everything there. And if you can get Matthew yep. Shane and Ryan Johansson to buy into that, hey, you've figured out something that two other franchises couldn't. But there's so many other questions that I I, I want to ask you, Mike. But I know that your time is limited, and that you're going to be here for the All Star Game in a couple of weeks. So you know that I will be calling dibs on pretty much your entire time. <laughs> That's fine. I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm so, so excited. Out there. Well, in case people want to get a hold of you or find some of your great content ahead of that, where can they find that? That would be at Mike McKenna 56 on Twitter and Instagram. And then also at daily Faceoff, which is where I find my new home. I do a ton of writing and podcasting for them and, uh, and a daily show, which I do usually Tuesdays and Thursdays at what would be 9 a.m. in Vegas time, 12 o'clock Eastern. Mm. Uh, but it's a live show. It's on the Twitters, and it's on the YouTube page, Daily Faceoff. Mike, that is awesome. And as you said earlier with some of your former players and the relationships that you fostered and great relationships that you have, I hope me and you can follow that same path, bud. We're right. going to end up tight. I can right. promise Stick you. Stick taps you for both of out, you. We're going to hang. Be careful, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, good times. You guys can fill up water balls together anytime you want. But thank you so much, Mike, for joining us again. Uh, Daily Faceoff NHL analyst, former NHL net miner, and the closest thing I have to a fraternal twin. Uh, on the other side of the break, uncomfortable compromises, how we are familiar and how we must continue to be. Open forward to the bet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.